Welcome back to the Cycles Podcast with me, your girl, Adhyambo Adhyambo, Kisumu City. You're hanging out with me, Maeve Cheryl, and the lovely Aisha Uchwada. What's good? And before we get into this episode, Cycles Podcast has turned one. Can you believe I've kept something going? Happy birthday! Something for one year. I'm actually so proud of you, and I'm so going to sorry. heavily derail you a bit later, but ah, you really did that. You really did that, and you've I hope you know it. you have. I'm so Consistency happy. is key, and you've done that for 365 days. Thank you. Thank you. You really have done amazing. <laughs> now, or sad news, Aisha. There's we started the week and one of the favorite one of my favorite shows actually come came to an end. Oh my gosh. And I, I'm sure you already know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Do I? I'm not so sure. Let's Over discuss. 25. So oh. they closed the curtain. Oh and I was on a totally different space. What were you thinking? Yesterday I watched the finale of adulting. Oh. So I thought you were talking about adulting. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I'm talking about over 25. Mm-hmm. They were among the first pioneers of all this manina YouTube, uh, speaking to young girls, speaking to, you know, the youth of their time and yeah, all Yeah, and they things. were actually a candid space, a candid safe space, but we didn't we don't have many kind of sure. spaces yeah we don't have okay we have people are trying people are trying i guess yeah. we, we didn't have them back then and that's why yeah because they're, they're, they're so raw and unfiltered and i love that about them not everyone is ready to be that raw and unfiltered on the internet and then now i was as as watching the videos every time i feel like i'm about to break up with somebody i watch the videos for strength <laughs> really you have a whole breakup routine not a breakup routine, but sometimes when you know, you know. When it's happening, it's happening. So sometimes you go to the big girls to hear what they have to say. And they're like, you know what? When you feel it, that means it's it's happening. And then ways to navigate it. So you have like, a routine? <laughs> I have a routine. No, oh, so really? I call it. I can't. I wouldn't Do you call prep it yourself? Like, is that a conversation you give yourself? And For sure. Because, you know, when you know something, now you have to start preparing yourself for it. And how do you lay it down to them? Even if I wouldn't do it, <laughs> God will. So you know that prayer for God. Mm-hmm. Remove this person. Oh, ah, my days. does wonders. Ah. does wonders. So when I start feeling iffy, iffy, I make the prayer. The application goes. The application is hard. Judgment Guys, delivered. We really need to unpack Maeve's um, <laughs> breakup kind of routine. I no. feel like, do people have... A, okay, wow. Now that I think about it, I think I do. You have a breakup routine. I think so. Which is now... Just getting myself in the mood. Because I'm one of... I'm a, I'm a really big people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I can't believe I'm talking about this. I'm a really big people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for me, me to bear that kind of news to someone. I found myself in situations where I haven't mm-hmm. like had the Cut conversation. Goes. And I've just been, you know, when you're drawing yourself back and everything. And I don't think, as an adult, it's not fair to the other party. Mm-hmm. But these days, yeah, I would actively say I'm so ready to have a conversation and everything. I make sure it's face to face. Because what the fuck is a text? Really? I... Wait, are you for breaking up via text? It's fine. Whatever is what, I don't know. Uh, really? Yeah. We're not talking about a situationship, like a friends with benefits or a talking stage. We're talking about a relationship. Yeah, it's fine. Via text? Yeah. I've had, I've had someone do that to me. So I was just like, this is how it's going to be. This is how it's going to be. So. Are you just glad they saved you like the Uber money and, you know, the prep time and Not everything? Not really. I really felt, you know, the disrespect. Like, we've known each other for two years and then the most you can do for me is break up with me through a text. Uh, but now I'm just like, you know what? I feel like it's okay because, again... I think so? Communicating such things is usually hard. Now imagine I watching know, somebody... But I think the best way is break. going to someone's safe space. So, say, for example, if me and you are dating, I would go to your place. So, by the time I leave, 
you don't have to do the whole weird yeah, thing no. of commuting when you're in tears of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Because come on, if I'm the one leaving you, mm-hmm. I've actively thought about this and prepared for this for a while. So getting back to my place is not an issue. You're the one who's going to be most probably like in a bad space. So your story, a restaurant, but I think re- like restaurant, restaurant dates, breakups. No way, no way, no way. But I have another question now. Mm-hmm. Considering it was an all-female group, um, mm-hmm. do you think the breakup is a testament to the fact that women cannot sustain long-term friendships? Ama, it's just a situation of uh, bad timing, everyone's paths being different and mm-hmm. all those things. Okay, I haven't watched the video, so I don't have context. Okay. But I don't think it's a women's thing, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a people's thing. Um, I was having this conversation with my mentor the other day, and we were just talking about how sometimes friendships or even... Um, different groups that we create for ourselves in life, mm-hmm. they need to be nurturing and nourishing for a human being. If you've kind of grown out of that and you're in a totally different space, mm-hmm. it's something I'd absolutely respect and understand. Staying there just for the sake of all time is stupidity. Okay. Um, go find a new space in where you can actively grow. It's not like they're losing touch with each other, are they? Yeah. They're just in two, like not two, four True. totally different spaces. And it's, act- it's something I can actively respect. Yeah. We see that in boy groups as well. We see that on talk shows as well. People mm-hmm. just, you know, part ways because it's time for to, to start a new chapter. So I don't think it's a women's thing but then again i have no context true i also i also wouldn't exactly say it's a women's thing yeah maybe it's just because they said it in the video i mm-hmm. watched the video so they said um they're all different timelines mm. people are getting married mm. people are getting children so everyone is operating at a different yeah. pace right now yeah. so the best thing for them to do would be to separate and then maybe regroup after because mm-hmm. she promised or she said rather mm-hmm. that it was just uh pause and not a stop to the she whole being thing. Who? Jules, the Jules. founder. Yeah. Just, yeah. And I also, like, it's really important to highlight the fact that whatever brought them together wasn't this particular show and it wasn't like a job. It mm-hmm. was a friendship. They were friends first. Yeah. For sure. So, at, um, when you guys are in totally different spaces, you don't want to sacrifice the friendship just to get a paycheck or yeah. this or that. So, I totally understand. It's not like they're not going to be friends anymore. Correct. So, I get that. I think nourishing keeping the foundation mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be is most important because that's something that actively you know builds to them on a personal level for sure so yeah if your life man <laughs> life is pathetic life oh life my days so now we move to now a precursor to what we're actually going to discuss today mm-hmm. when someone is talking to you and someone is venting would you rather they give you a relatable story to what the like a relatable, would you rather someone who you're seeking advice from mm-hmm. gives you a relatable story or just for them to shut up and listen to you and then uh, maybe give you advice? You know, I've actively been thinking about this because mm-hmm. I'm such a venter. Mm-hmm. But um, mine is cut into different categories. When mm-hmm. it comes to my friends, mm-hmm. I know, okay, conversation and being candid and being raw is one of the biggest, you know, aspects of my friendships yeah so by the time i'm coming to vent and everything i know you've actively heard me and understood the weight of what my situation is mm-hmm. if you give me a relatable story i'd like the the fact that i know you are my friend and mm-hmm. you might have gone through something similar mm-hmm. so i don't feel that alone but for some reason mm-hmm. <laughs> the difference comes in when i'm dating a nigga mm-hmm. and i'm just trying to vent and i'm really just trying to be the damsel in distress stories mm-hmm. are yeah, even me. I went. I don't want that. So okay. I don't. Yeah. Okay. In that situation, in that situation, I want you to listen to me, mm-hmm. acknowledge my feelings. But if in that, if ever you were to, t- to talk to me and mm-hmm. you didn't want a 
relatable story. Mm-hmm. Please just tell me before you start going to just tell me. I just want you to listen to me. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me anything and then now you can go. Oh, that's really me. rare for me. I'm one of those people that like likes it to happens. know. It just yeah, comes. it does. Because now you listen to someone and then it'll be like, oh, oh my God, I went through this exact same thing. And then, kidogo, kidogo, you veered. And they feel like their situation has been highly minimized. True. Like, they, at that point in time, it's not like a 50-50 kind of relationship. Yeah. It's like 99-1. Show up for me like that. I get that. I really do. Because sometimes when you do give a relatable story, the tangent of the conversation completely changes. And you even the, lose track of what yeah, the actual problem you can, was. You can, you can really feel forgotten and not important. So I do understand that aspect. But me, I prefer you tell me that relatable story. And then I'll be really? like, oh my God, yeah. you too? So even just back to the over 25 video I was watching mm. and Jules was saying how for her um, employment was a disillusion. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, employment for her was like disillusionment and mm. she really needed a space where she could be creative and all those things. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, this is what I was crying about last week. Yeah. So to see that she went through it and she's where she's yes, at now yes. gives me a bit of hope. And I'm yeah, just I'm like, one of those people. I don't want to know. I don't want to think I'm going through a particular problem alone. alone. Yeah. If knowing that other people might have gone through it and they made it through mm-hmm. makes me know that I can do it. I can do it too. So, yeah. so. I, I found myself actively asking friends, mm-hmm. you're going through something right now, I totally understand. Do you want me to give you practical like solutions mm-hmm. to whatever you're going through or would you like me to just actively listen to you? And yeah, I'm just, it's I easy. actively ask that question. It's easier to. Yeah, it really is. Right. So now we move to the dilemmas we asked for. Ooh. So I'm assuming the people who, se- the people who sent the dilemmas mm-hmm. uh, want us to give relatable stories. <laughs> You know, it's so interesting because I, um, by the time, before I even asked the question on my stories, mm-hmm. I had some of mine mm-hmm. and then I got a couple as well. I just compiled them actually on my way here mm-hmm. and they're, they're very interesting. They're heavy. Oh, he- would heavy be, I don't know. Is anything ever heavy Are to me? Are they funny? Are they cute? Oh my day. Okay, cute let's see. Dilemmas. Let's see. That's a lot of pressure because I might read something that I would have thought is funny and okay. you will not even chuckle. So, so. Yeah, but mm-hmm. what are, what are yours? Mine are, they're not so many. No, yours Oh, my dilemma. Yeah. Do I have a dilemma right now? Mm-hmm. Think uh, about it, let is, us know. It'll be a bit redundant. We've spoken about this thing in the previous episode. Oh, which is? I don't want to bring it up. It's, okay. it's, <laughs> it's a safe space. It's all right. It's no. all right. Yeah, me, um, mine... Uh, <laughs> One of mine was um, <laughs> inheriting people's enemies. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Inheriting mm-hmm. people's enemies and solidarity growing up. I mean, it, for me, it made a, not made a lot of sense, but yeah. it was something that happened a lot in like high school and primary school and people like, say for example, me and you are like friends. Mini Kosanina, person X. So Priyamina, person yeah. X. Yeah, but what, how do you feel about that in adulthood? I don't know. For me now, Atta, it's been like that. The only enemies I inherit are my mother's enemies. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way you hate my mom mm. and you claim to love me. She's <laughs> off limits. I was watching so a Steve Harvey video that like said she's mom, off limits. That one is, is, yeah. is beef automatically. Oh but my gosh, for, same. For us as young people, I don't know, I feel like that's tricky because it's tricky because even I feel like you know it's a bad thing to your friend. Um, because now what are you discussing with this enemy? What if you're the friend to the your friend's enemy? Mm-hmm. What will you be discussing first of all? I don't feel like even to have a conversation or dis- to discuss anything with anyone. You even ha- you even have to be acquaintances, let mm-hmm. alone friends. Mm-hmm. In this world, it's sad to say, but small talk is just a thing, just to keep a social setting moving. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to be fake like that. They'll even term it as being fake. I mm-hmm. just term it as being mature. True. I walk into the room, I say hello to everyone. I don't have to be as pleasant with everyone. But True. the older I get, the more I realize I just it's not me. If 
me and you are really good friends. You fall out with someone. I try to be as pragmatic about it and I just look at the situation. Yeah. If I look at it objectively, if said person was wrong, mm-hmm. I just know how to move around said person again. If it was maybe they um spoke about something about uh, about you. Mm-hmm. Now they betrayed your trust yeah. and told everyone else something you told them in confidence. I'll know for a fact this person actively doesn't value, you know, privacy, yeah. confidentiality and trust to that extent and I'll just distance myself. But it's not like I walk into a room and never say hello to the said person. Okay. Yeah, I will understand the fact that they gravely hurt you and it was out of line and the like. If I know said person and had a personal relationship mm-hmm. with said person, I'll call them out. But you are actively cancelled. I will never put I will never bring drama into my life when it comes to other <laughs> people. I'm so sorry. I'm 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 trying to Switzerland the hell out of mm. my life. So if it doesn't actively involve me like that, I'm Switzerland. Obviously. Yeah, so that was one of my biggest dilemmas because in primary and high school I was really one of those mm-hmm. solidarity babes. <laughs> and then at Otopata, you'll be you'll you'll inherit the beef and then a few days you'll squash it I and now you're just like Kwanza with people in relationships. <laughs> that one for <sighs> I digress. But <sighs> yeah, really I was because to date I might not even speak to a certain person from high school or primary mm-hmm. just because of some random beef that happened between them and Sudri, God knows who. And I'm just like <laughs> This is not grown what at all. What like, that? It's ah. Uh, do I read? Do I read one from yes. people? Go ahead. So the one, the the first dilemma this person has. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one is okay. It's not funny. I'm not laughing at people's oh my problems. Gosh, no, I laugh. She said, mm. "Should I sell my body <laughs> or build my career?" <laughs> That's okay. This one um, is tough. I think we've all been at this stage at some point. Where you're... Kwanzaa in Kampo. When yeah. I said, uh, when it's like three in the morning, your exam is like at eight and you've only read like chapter one, two, three and you have like 17 others. You're just like... So you decide... I see the sugar baby is really doing it. They're having a good time. Hmm. That's what I thought about it. <coughs> with the, especially with the age of Instagram. Because now on Instagram, people actually publicize that they actually do that for a living and hmm. all those things. So when you see the benefits of that, mm. as opposed to now you waking up to your nine to five, mm-hmm. it's like, oh my God, maybe I should, you know, <laughs> redirect my yeah. focus yeah. and maybe do that. But honestly, there's no longevity in this, meaning I could sell your body. Because yeah. tomorrow it, another hotter <laughs> body will come and Ooh. another, the bid will still, will be higher. Yeah. And so you'll sell for a while and then... I love your pesata I could sell most of the time. You don't usually use it for anything useful. So okay. you just end up at square one. <laughs> you end up in square one. So you, I'd rather you build your career. Yeah. Because at least that gives you footing. That gives you a backup plan uh, in the event anything goes wrong. And then also money you've sweat. You, you, money you've sweat for. Utaheshimu. <laughs> Utaheshimu. 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 Oh, you won't use it anyhow. You're the kind of people that said, I actively ask for mashed potatoes, mm-hmm. not fries. <laughs> eh? So... Build your career. I actually, I really agree with you. Bec- and one of the reasons is because when you get into a relationship where mm-hmm. the, f- the foundation of the relationship is that, mm-hmm. it has, he has the upper hand. He really does have the upper hand. And it might, I'm not saying this happens in all situations, but it might lead to quite an abusive scenario. True. Whether it's physical, verbal, or again, you, you find a lot of people that are locked up in situations because of the money. True. Yeah. So, um, jijenge, babes. Jijenge. Important. Ayako. Yeah. Oh, let me look for one real quick. Um, <clears throat> the pressure to succeed in school as if it's life or death. That's interesting because this comes from someone I actively know. This comes from my disky in uni. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to out who it was because I sat next to a lot of people next yeah. in uni. But um, 
when it comes to this particular person, I know where he's coming from. He's mm-hmm. coming from the space you and I both come from. Mm-hmm. And it's the picture of, the picture perfect kind of child that mm-hmm. your parents had and the kind of future they had for you. Mm-hmm. And now what you might want for it for yourself. I feel like we talk about this on every pod. It's but important. my God, it's so heavy. It's, it's like a lingering. It's and it feels nice to know that we're not the only ones. For sure. It's so many people. Oh my days. So the dilemma is whether, <clears throat> whether or not he should actively like but get burnt out to achieve said thing or just take things a day at a time and not necessarily have the most accolades at the youngest age. I don't know. That's a tough one because one, if you're that type of person, mm. if you're you're the person who's innately you're inherently you seek excellence and all those things Mm -hmm. it's going to bug you if you don't achieve it at the end of the day yeah so but i would say maybe not take it as a life and death uh, matter because now that takes away the joy in even studying funny enough i feel like there's there is joy in education to some extent if you look for it my best times in school i'm not even gonna lie to you i'm so excited to do my master's my phd just if you look for it you'll find it yeah also to ease the pressure off of yourself you just do the, the what's required of you. The course outline just make sure it's sorted and all those things. So that doesn't lead to burnout because I think also burnout comes when you're not prepared, when you're not planned and all those things. No, everything is just... Babe, how did you find that motivation when you don't actively like said thing? Because I'm not going to lie to you, for me, mm-hmm. I used to do everything last minute. So how did you find that motivation to do that throughout the semester? I don't know. For me, I think it, it was a switch in third year was switching third year because I used to I was in first year second year I was that last minute girl and it was not good it didn't it didn't do me any justice so mm-hmm. in third year I was just like you know what maybe Sharyu so from the word go I'd start writing notes um day one of class all those things so by the time it's exam time I have created I said beaten parts in my head so any word a small word just triggers and then the notes does not kujiwa what to me so I was the people that used to go for my notes because, you know, I'm okay. Okay. I feel like we need to have a session. You teach me that because I'm still. But do you need that? No, I haven't. I have a couple of more papers left. For real? Yeah. I know I've been in school for the longest time. I actually am. Yeah. I'm so tired of still being a student. But you know, the thing is, by the time I'm even done with KSL, hopefully I'll have started my master's. I'm going to be a professional student. Aisha, you want to be a student again? I, I want to get my PhD. I, I in as much as, I, I just feel like I was such a last minute person because I was doing something I don't actively enjoy mm-hmm. or I thought was really daunting. Mm-hmm. But when I actively get, I've, I've always liked the pursuit of knowledge. Always. Fantastic. So yeah. what we said to this boy is not to take it as a matter of life and death. Just find enjoyable ways. See, then you skiza, but... <laughs> yeah. Higher. Go with the next one. Mmm... The next one is also a career question, but let me look for one that's yeah, not. Yeah, there's a lot of career Ooh, okay. Ones. This comes from, so, to date or to be single? <laughs> the question was particularly um, to guys in that early adulthood. So in those early years of maybe around 18 to 25. Oh, the dilemma was to date or to be single? At under 25, you have no business being in a relationship with anyone. Especially, I feel like people say that kind of, give that kind of narrative to men because at they haven't established or they don't have mm-hmm. anything yet. But yeah, because this is coming from a guy. But there's no context to that. So we wouldn't really know why they are facing that dilemma. Yeah. So today it ought to be single. I mean, it depends. If there's someone you're vibing with, if there's somebody and they're wondering whether to go ahead and be with somebody, <laughs> if they check your boxes, then why not? Just try. If 
uko peke yako na matoking stage zinaisha na one week stop we stop passing through the corners <laughs> stop passing through come to me direct <laughs> come to me uh, direct <laughs> so I told you were the same person the ones i have here again there's one on career choice hey, this one is heavy mm-hmm. career path and choice yet i'm in my late 20s how to escape from the claws of poverty this one is so bad i feel like everyone is trying to in some way as if you're not if your last name is not you know come away with toto dynasty hey trust all of babies. us all of us are trying to es- escape the claws yeah. of poverty <clears throat> so you are career path and choice i really i really don't know in the late 20s um i don't I think for me personally okay. it really did not just depends on um what's important for you what's mm-hmm. a priority for you I might really really value security mm-hmm. and that's one of my top like values mm-hmm. by virtue of the fact that maybe I don't actively grow up with it in my you know childhood yeah. so despite the fact that I'm not good not good necessarily with numbers but mm-hmm. I don't enjoy numbers mm-hmm. and I see maybe like accounting is profitable mm-hmm. I might still get myself in that space True. just to actively be stable. Yeah. So I think it's like a give or take. What are your values? Because I know so many people that are in fields that they actively don't enjoy, True. but they forget all their woes as, as soon as they get their paycheck at the end of the month. So I don't know. I don't want to be the person to tell you to do something you don't like, mm-hmm. but I, we're in a capitalistic society that's such it's it's Basis a bloodbath out here yeah, honestly. True. And it, these are things that people don't actively tell you in school. So if that's something that's really important for you, you might want to go with something that would earn you, you know. True. And there's another There's a I was having amount. a conversation with somebody and this and I have this exact same dilemma. Yeah. And the thing they said was mm-hmm. uh sometimes your choice might not give you the security you're looking for. Oh yeah. So you might end up struggling a bit. Mm. Or on the other hand you went to school you're equipped you you can't venture into that career and all mm. those things. So maybe use the career to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Because now a career a career means equates to a job for the sake of this conversation. Mm-hmm. So you have security in the mm-hmm. sense that every month there's something that will be coming in yeah. which you can use to fund yeah. that which you're comfortable in. Exactly. Like you, human beings are so multifaceted and as soon as you get to a stable situation you can definitely pour into now your passion project exactly. and the like that can actually, you know, fulfill you. Fair enough. This mm-hmm. one said, uh, this one is now striving to become financially independent. while trying to work on your mental well-being they say depression is uh, not depression but like yeah, when you're sad sadness is tied to money so when you're sad you want to emphasize like your day your sickness is cured oh my gosh if my pesa <laughs> looks good for real i'm never in a bad mood you know it's true like why why you upset it's so true what when you why? know in aisha ko depleted unamka subui ko na stress unashanga pressure imetoka don't even talk to me but the moment you see like, that thing you, you look already, at me funny i'm like excuse me streets, like <laughs> you're that bitch yeah all my days all my days yes it's very tight like it's really tight to money so obviously if you don't have money then your mental well-being is going to be bad because yeah. i feel like that affects even how especially if you live at home uh it affects how your parents would relate with you because sometimes they need to be bailed out sometimes and you don't have anything to give it also affects your options in the dating scene now so overcoulevelemental <laughs> health yako itakuwa settled so money really runs wo- the world at this so point in time whoever said money like, doesn't buy happiness he's a liar <laughs> well <laughs> Hiya, give us another one so this one how do we help them are starting to become financially financially independent whilst balancing their mental health when it comes to mental health the one thing i always try my best to tell people around me is mm-hmm. 
don't look at the world to fulfill you like that. When it comes to maybe I'm insecure about my body and then I go on, um, you know, Instagram and I see a far ass and I start mm-hmm. feeling insecure. <laughs> I know for a fact, like when I was logging, that, whoa, how do I even like tap into that? I'm mm-hmm. already lacking in something. Mm-hmm for that to be triggering to me. Yeah. So I should sit down and assess myself. I'm responsible for my mental health. Mm-hmm. So I need to keep, I need to continuously keep that in check. Um, if it's, you know, work-related and the like, I need mm-hmm. to actively strive to keep that in check. Whether it's taking a couple of days off or, um, you know, striving to put myself in environments that actually do care about mental health because mm-hmm. there's some companies that do. They don't, yeah. It's important. But um, the older I get, the more I realize it's so important to be self-aware and have an anchor. Just have something that anchors you towards the world and um, your values and everything so you understand how you even got to a specific space, like mm. a job that makes you unhappy. Is it a means to an end? Is it like, you know, a stepping stone? Gosh, but these are such heavy questions. I don't even know how to unpack them in like two seconds. My days. To be honest, the first months of therapy are the worst. And uh, Oh, okay. So this person is saying going to therapy and dealing with your trauma, Mm -hmm. which is super heavy, or Mm -hmm. just, you know, continuing with your bad and toxic coping mechanisms. That was a dilemma they were going through. Which is interesting. I don't know. I haven't been to therapy, so I, I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. But there's something I said in the previous episode. And mm. I said, um, there's a way being accountable, being an accountable person, being a self-aware person mm-hmm. really takes a toll on you. Mm. And it looks like it's easier to live as a person who doesn't care about how they relate to people or yeah. who doesn't really care about Not whether at all. they Delusional people you know? are the ones having fun. <laughs> exactly. They are really the exactly. ones having fun. So you, you'll be depressed there because you don't know how to tell this guy, oh my God, no, we can't work. Or you'll be depressed because you can't say no to people. Uh, but this other person will be de- uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be in the same space as you because I, they'll just ghost the person or they just ignore the conversation and all those things. So it's the kind of breezing through lives. Whereas therapy now based off of people who have been to therapy mm-hmm. is now you see sitting down and unpacking and all those things and being exposed to some truths about yourself that mm-hmm. you didn't know you were in denial or were ignorant of. Oh, gosh. And having to actually deal with them and find solutions. Opening Pandora's box. You Which, don't even know what you can exactly, pick out of that. Exactly. And how am I supposed to have a session this evening and then pop up at work tomorrow like, hey guys, kumbaya. <laughs> Has the therapist not just told me something so shattering to the extent where I need a holiday for like three weeks? To figure it out and to like correct it and stuff like that. Like, but because Mm -hmm. that process is wholesome and we're looking to uh, create youth or listeners that are self-aware, that are Mm -hmm. self-conscious and just want to make formidable relationships with people, Mm then I would advocate for them to take therapy. And I keep therapy, saying, I'm yeah. going to therapy, I'm going to therapy. And I don't know when I will, but for sure, I know I've one day I'll just decide sessions. and start. You yeah, do. I've had a couple of sessions. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the most consistent, but I've had a couple of sessions. Mm-hmm. And all I can say is, um, okay, for me so far, you might think you're at a breaking point, mm-hmm. but it's really just an uncomfortable bend. Yeah, you might have not thought you were that flexible in that way when yeah. it comes to handling that kind of, you know, emotional weight. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a kind of weight that's lifted off my chest when I just have a certain a realization, mm-hmm. even if I haven't figured out how I'm going to unpack that. Mm-hmm. Just the understanding of it in the first place is like, ah, okay, <laughs> yeah. So it might be super heavy and it might feel like you're breaking, but mm-hmm. it's really just an uncomfortable bend. You're flexing a muscle you've never needed to flex before. 
Yeah. So try therapy today. <laughs> we advocate for therapy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So we are trying to say the angalao. The last one. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> From me. Spoil My myself for savings. That's when I got. <laughs> That's um that's a dilemma I had today. Okay. Really? <laughs> Did you have were you like trying to spoil yourself because something good happened? Because I'm such an, a big advocate for that. I'm trying to spoil myself because cycle has reached one. Imagine. I'm also trying to spoil myself because I've made it through like a month of pupillage. So mm. that's a good thing. Gosh, today's shots are on me. You know, mm. you know. So yeah. I don't know. Uh maybe a balance between both. Because again, next month you also want to spoil yourself. Where will the if there's no steady supply of mm-hmm, income, mm-hmm. then where will the money for for next time come mm-hmm. from? Mm-hmm. So even if you don't even have to save ten k, you don't have to save one thousand. And you know what you get. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying mm-hmm. like a million. But you things. can just set aside um, a portion of the money you have, mm-hmm. and then now go all out and spoiling yourself, or even. Not necessarily going all out, mm-hmm. but get your, get yourself something that means a lot to you. You know, oh my God, I did this for myself. It's exciting. It's worth Yeah. I feel like that keeps you going. And yeah. especially if you do it for yourself monthly. Uh, I started going on solo dates. Really? I, I, I was such a... You don't a, find those lonely? I did. I did before. I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Sitting down with your chicken. You yeah. look so depressed and all those things. So the first time I did it, it was it was a bit weird, but now I was mostly on my phone. Mm, <laughs> I was mostly mm. on my phone, yeah. pretending I'm busy, ni 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 ni. Um, but after I finished, and I was just like, "Ah, Kumbay, it's easy like this. Mm. You just have to show up and go." So, uyo, mm. I strike a balance. Yeah. Okay. okay. And the alternative for me is I don't go on solo dates because mm-hmm. I'm such a sociable person. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll end up like linking with someone there. I'm just like randomly. I'm just mm-hmm. like, "Hi, is this seat taken? That's nice. Would you like to like? Mm, what's your favorite? Do you like?" <laughs> Do you like bread? Uh-huh. I'll find myself talking to someone. Uh-huh. But um, I love myself in all five love languages. Uh-huh. That's one thing I actively, intentionally do. Uh-huh. I, I love myself in all five love languages. When it comes to the spoiling and um, saving kind uh-huh. of situation, I realized, because um, I've been working for a while, uh-huh. even when I was in, like, in university uh-huh. and they're like building up. So um, <clears throat> there's a certain stage of my life where I was trying to figure out how to make money in the first place yeah. and bank on my skills. And the next stage now it was like a next step so it's not a totally different flight of stairs it's just the next step mm-hmm. is learning what to do with money so i've squandered a lot of money i've gotten to a point where i might be a so bit more wise it is what it is yeah yeah mm-hmm. but yeah I, like i've gotten to a point where um i'm comfortable getting financial advice from people i really admire yeah. and reading up on you know different ways to spend your finances is also super important so I've come to a space where I can make money I do make money and now I'm thinking about not interesting but smart ways of spending that money whether it's investing saving in a fixed account and the like now that's where I've gotten to but you need to I think for me I feel like I really needed to get into the space where I've learned how to bank on myself and my skills first before I even started worrying about saving money. Like not to say you should start saving when you're 35 or when you're 50 like or when you're doing. Not that I'm putting a cap to anyone. But um, the earlier the better. Mm-hmm. But don't put too much stress on yourself when it comes to that. Like if you're so making... Yeah, if I'm making 250 today, like honestly... I tweeted, if that money cannot, if that money cannot do what I don't know what, 
but it's something huge. Yo, on a very interesting side of Twitter, and I feel like to some extent, I feel like I need to take her phone and go through her Twitter and her TikTok just so I know where her headspace come, is. Come. It's actually, a, I think you can really tell a lot about where someone's like headspace is mm-hmm. at from checking out their Twitter, mm-hmm. their Insta, their social media in general, and not like their DMs and the like. Nah, none of that invasive shit. The just TL. their feed. Yeah, because they're t- t- totally different people that are on food talk, clean talk. Hypergamy talk, Andrew Tate talk. If that's this, I have Andrew Tate. I have tea, uh, tea on people. So you I keep have... it. Wait, he, like, he you listen to Andrew Tate? No, I don't listen to him. Mm-hmm. He pops up on my tea. Like, oh, interesting. Why. I don't know why. Gosh, I'll give you guys feedback next week. Dave, Dave, what are you into? Oh, mine is. <laughs> but uh, Andrew Kibe is interesting, honestly. I like to listen. I haven't to interacted him. with much of his content. I, I, like I can't actively give you like this. I don't think he lies at her. We'll talk now. This week, this is your homework. All right. You go check out Andrew Kibe. Check out some of his episodes. <laughs> I'm checking out Andrew Tate as well. Are we going through the red pill of TikTok and no, Twitter? No, don't listen to Andrew Tate. Just, just <laughs> let's go that bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Just look at Andrew Kibe first, mm-hmm. and then we come back. We re- we regroup and talk about Andrew Kibe. Okay. I hope I said kunini. <laughs> anyway, we'll still talk about him. I said um, the, inter- uh, the internet. <laughs> the I internet. hope we've answered the, most of the dilemmas. Hopefully, um, yeah. Some of them we are experiencing as well. So yeah. we are really just navigating them as they come. Um, for, oh, I've seen one, but mm-hmm. we'll do it next episode. I yeah. promise to start from there okay. next episode. So okay. thank you guys for tuning in. Be sure to leave some of your dilemmas. We might still uh, address them in the coming episodes. So be sure to like this comment, this episode, mm-hmm. subscribe, <laughs> share, tell your friends, tell everybody. And I'm so happy for all of you that have been watching this episode for one year now. Oh my God. Happy oh my birthday, God. Cycles Podcast. You really did that. You really did that. It's goodbye from us. Adios. Ciao for now.